and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here, and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I want to help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Hey, sister friend, do you struggle to invest in yourself? And this could be a question that has a lot of different components. Maybe you struggle to invest in yourself for your business, or maybe you struggle to invest in yourself for your personal growth, or maybe it's your pleasure, your enjoyment. I just wrapped up a week of discovery calls for a new program that I opened up specifically for coaches. I have never niched down into a specific profession before, but over the last few years, that is one thing that a lot of clients have come to me for to help them launch their coaching business. And it's something I discovered I really love. I don't feel called to serve only coaches, but I knew that there was a need for what I am uh, offering to these women. So anyways, I did a masterclass on it. You can grab the replay if you want to launch a coaching business. The masterclass was jam-packed. Literally gives you all the things you need to launch a coaching business next week. All that to say, there were a lot of women who were interested in joining the academy, but they had some hesitations. If you are in sales, then you know that there are always objections to overcome. And if you've been in sales and business for long enough, you know that money is almost always the most common objection. So in this episode, I'm sharing with you six reasons why you and or your client struggles to invest in themselves. So there's two, two parts to this. One, you can listen to this episode as a customer and get some insight into why you might struggle beyond just the, the normal understanding of money mindset. Also, as a salesperson, you can start to hear some of the other objections that are beyond money mindsets. A lot of times people come in and they will tell you the reason why they don't want to do it is because of X, Y, Z. And if you are good at overcoming objections and you're good at coaching, you will actually be able to get to the root of the real reason why. That's what I'm sharing today in today's episode. Over the last several years, I have done, I don't even know how many discovery calls. I've had many conversations with clients. And something I've learned over the last few years are the real objections that people actually have. And why? Because if you can help someone see not just the objection, but why they have it and help them overcome it, you will become better at serving people and welcoming people into your offer. With that being said, number one, it's probably the most basic. It's the one that you've heard over and over, money mindset. Here's what I wanna do today. I wanna share with you a little bit deeper level of money mindset. Actually, one of the discovery calls that I had 
recently, the woman said, I have a money mindset issue. I know that. Now I hear that. I'm like, well, that's great that she's self-aware. Some of us are very self-aware of, of what we have, but what if we could get to the root of why? So here's some questions I'd love to pose to you as the person who knows you have a money mindset problem, issue, uh, something you've been wrestling with the Lord on, I don't know. But here are some questions that you can ask yourself to get to a little bit deeper of a why. What did you observe in your own home growing up around money? Some questions I love to ask clients are, you know, what did your parents say about money? What did your parents think about and talk about when it came to wealthy people? What did your parents say or think about, talk about when it came to poor people? What did you observe about people with money as a child? What did you observe about people that didn't have money as a child? All of the answers to these questions shapes your own money story. I think that one of the biggest attacks that the enemy has on the church today, the bride of Christ, is distorted views and beliefs and strongholds around money. It's one of my favorite things to help women with because it's one of the biggest things God has personally helped me with. So of course, one of the biggest objections to investing in yourself or your clients investing, it's going to be money. But if you can understand the deeper layer of why, and don't stop at the surface level of I have a money mindset issue, it will bring you so much freedom when you can take those thoughts captive. You can match them up to what does God say about money? And then you can make those thoughts obedient to Christ and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So number one, it's your typical money mindset, but there's always a deeper layer. And so be willing to go there with the Lord. You might not be able to go there as well with a client unless you're trained in this, but I think there's nothing wrong on a coaching perspective to say, hey, I hear something going on here. Can we talk about money a little bit? Because I would hate for that to be the thing that prevents you from joining this program if it's the very thing, it's the only thing that's in the way. And so you can have a dialogue with a client about money. You might not necessarily say, what did you observe as a child you know, in, in your home with money? But you can get really exploratory to understand what are their thoughts around money. Do they have a scarcity mindset, lack, poverty mindset, orphan spirit? Like what are the things that are in lack that is possibly making them not feel like they can invest in this next thing? So I encourage you, have a conversation with them. Ask questions. It's not your job to tell them what it is, but it is your job to help them have a revelation to the very thing that the enemy is using to keep them back from getting to the next level. Because that's really what investing in yourself is the purpose is. It's to better yourself. It's to advance your skills or your understanding, your knowledge, whatever that is. And so I see that that is one of the ways that the enemy holds people back so much and listen, there's always four voices when you're going into these kinds of situations. There is your own voice, which is typically your memory, the things that we just talked about. What did you observe and what has been your story with money your whole life? What's, what's, what's your, what neural pathways do you have rooted deeply into your subconscious that that's how you operate when it comes to money? So there's your voice. There's also the enemy's voice 
right? What is he whispering into your ear? What is, what, what is he trying to get you to come into agreement with? And then of course, there is the voice of God. What does God say about money? What does God say? And what is God saying about investing in this particular thing? You know, just because you want to invest doesn't mean God's saying yes, but if you have peace about moving forward, and you know that fear is the only thing keeping you in the way, What? and we'll talk about some other fears here, then you want to tap into God, who's, I want to hear your voice over everything else. And then of course, the last one is other people. Sometimes this is your spouse. Sometimes this is your parent, your mom, or you know somebody who influences your life a lot. Maybe it's a, a mentor growing up that impacted your life in different ways, but are you hearing your voice, the enemy's voice, God's voice, or other people's voices. It's really important when you're making an investment that you are hearing above all else, God's voice. Number two, a hidden reason that's maybe not so much on the surface of why you're wrestling. Now, this isn't one that I see a lot, but sometimes it is hidden in there and I think it's worth mentioning. And it's that you are independent. And if you are independent, guess what? That means you're used to doing things on your own. And if we pull back the layers as to where that started, when when did you start to think that you were your best resource? You were your person who has your back the most, that the only person that you can rely on is yourself. This is an issue sometimes when you are going to sell someone something and they think, Is the value worth the payoff? If they're independent and they're used to doing it, or if you're independent and you're used to doing it on your own, there's sometimes you'll convince yourself you don't need anybody else. Now listen, it's wise to make a good investment and to know that the person that you're investing in or the program you're investing in is a wise solution. With that being said, don't buy into the lie that you are meant to do this journey alone. I think isolation is one of the enemy's biggest tactics and he is doing some work in some of, I think, God's children's hearts. It's been an area that he's, God has been really working on in me. And here's what it looks like for me is that I always used to believe that I do better in a one-on-one setting. Now, that's a whole topic and I could do a whole podcast episode about why, but thinking that I'm better off with just me and one person. Not so much that I didn't think the other person could help me, but being in a group I felt like was just not gonna serve me the way that I needed. And so I wanted to only risk my vulnerability with one person as opposed to a lot of people because independent people don't always wanna show other people their weaknesses, okay? Number three. One of the reasons some people struggle, maybe this is you, is that you have made bad investments in the past and you have broken trust with yourself. You've been burnt. And listen, there are offers out there that are not good offers. This podcast episode is not to tell you that you need to invest in every single thing you come across. Actually, no, you need to pray about it and ask the Lord, do I, is this a good investment? And if you have peace about it, then you get to punch fear in the face and then you pray for wisdom and you make the investment even if it feels really scary. If you don't have peace about it, the answer is no. But here's the deal. Just because you've made bad investments in the past and you've been burnt, 
That doesn't mean two things. One, you can't trust other people. And two, that you can't learn to trust yourself again. Here's what I would recommend you do on a spiritual level if this is you. One, forgive the person who sold you something that was not worth the value. Forgive them. And this isn't to say that maybe they didn't do something that was shady or wrong or just not valuable, whatever. This is to release yourself from the bitterness and or the the loss or the anger or whatever it is that you can kind of tie to the emotion of what that is. It's to free yourself from that situation and no longer make that part of your story. Forgive that person and forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for being naive. Forgive yourself for maybe not praying about it. Maybe you made an investment without actually consulting your owner, the the stakeholders of your business, God, as the CEO, you answer to somebody and that's God. He owns your business. And so you want to make sure you're stewarding your finances really well. And if you have made bad investments in the past, free yourself from the shame. Free yourself from that guilt that you don't know how to make wise investments. If you have the spirit of holiness, Holy Spirit living inside of you, then you have power, you have love, and you have a sound mind. If you have a sound mind, that means you're disciplined. It also means you have wisdom at your fingertips. Holy Spirit is wisdom. Tap into that. So forgive somebody else and or forgive yourself for making a bad investment in the past. Release yourself and release the other person from your future investments. Number four, you have let yourself down before and you have not kept your promises to yourself. You didn't have follow through. We all have purchased a program or something that we didn't actually finish. And this is why I really struggle with selling DIY programs because I know the statistics because I see them in my back office where I can see somebody purchases the program and I can see how many times they log in and actually do the program. I will tell you, statistically, most people who purchase the DIYs, they don't do it. Why? Because there is value in accountability. There is value in the discipline and the having a community of showing up together. Now, I'm not saying that all DIY courses are bad. What I am saying is that I know most people don't do it. Why? Because they they don't keep the promise to themselves. They have every intention of buying it and doing it. And usually these are smaller ticket items, right? And so we've got a, a plethora of, you know, $97, $47 courses or $150, and yet we haven't done them because there's no accountability. But what happens along the way is internally, you start to lose trust with yourself. And you start to think, well, I purchased that program in the past, but I didn't do it. And so maybe this one won't yield results too. Listen, your brain is wired to keep you safe. Your brain doesn't want to waste energy and it also doesn't want to waste money. So if you think that you're not going to do it and that you can't keep a promise to yourself, well, guess what? Your brain's going to protect you and say, don't do that. Perhaps you need to forgive yourself here for not following through. Don't break trust with yourself. Build trust with yourself by being connected and being spirit-led. We are called to be spirit-led, and sometimes, more often than not, we are actually being led by our soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotion. So if you need to forgive yourself for not actually following through, breaking trust with yourself, 
If that's you and your story, then the enemy has used shame against you. And so I just speak to you now in the name of Jesus, shame off of you. Okay. Number five, did God really say you're wondering if your business is actually worth the investment? You've invested so much already and you haven't seen the results. So why is this next investment actually going to be worth it? That's a great question. And if you are that person, there is nothing wrong with you asking the coach or the course creator or the whoever like, hey, I've already invested in XYZ that's similar to this or that was promising this. Like, how is this different? If that person can't tell you how this is different, then it might not be a smart investment. Also, you know, you can look for guarantees. Not everybody offers guarantees, but sometimes they are. And so then that is on you if there's a guarantee, you to show up. But the question I think sometimes is the same question that the enemy used with Eve is, did God really say? And sometimes when our business isn't thriving and or it's not where we want it to be, we start to think that maybe God doesn't even want us to do this. Now, have I personally found that sometimes that's true when your business isn't thriving? It's kind of God saying like, hey, I'm trying to reroute, rerouting, rerouting. He wants you to go in a different in a different place and, a, and he wants you to start doing something else. Sometimes that is true. And sometimes it's are you willing to continue to pursue the things and hold on to the promises that God have, has given you even if you don't see the promised land yet? Listen, we are just walking into the month of Av, and it is literally representative of standing on the edge of the promised land. We just walked out of um, the biblical month Tammuz, and it's all about Joshua and Caleb when they went into the promised land and with all the 10 other spies, and they the 10 came back with a negative report, and Joshua and Caleb came back with a positive. You, if God called you to this, until he calls you out of it, then guess what? then it's where you're supposed to be. And I trust and believe that he who began a good work in you will complete it. Do you believe that too? So don't let the enemy's taunting of, did God really say? Clearly you're not making anything here. Maybe it's just been uh, something about timing. Maybe it's been about not making good investments in the past. Maybe it's, I don't know what, but I don't, I cannot stand seeing believers who have a calling on their life and an anointing forget who they are. I love that verse that talks about, um, you know, like don't be like a man who looks in the mirror and turns away and forgets what they look like. Sometimes we do that in business when we don't see the money, when we don't see the clients coming in, when we don't see the fruit, we think, huh, well, it must just not be from God. Before you make that decision, prayerfully ask him. Ask him to give you a sign. Ask him to like confirm for you that this is where you're supposed to be. And if that's the case, then I can't encourage you enough. If you know that this investment would be whatever one you're looking at, trust that God is going to help you pay that bill. I made an investment uh, not long ago, a five-figure investment that was very intimidating. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that God was calling me to do this because every everything was pointing to a big old yes and I had so much peace. Even though it was a really big investment in myself and in my business, I had peace about it. And so after I sitting with the Lord on it, I was 
chose to punch fear in the face and asked him for wisdom had you know make sure like god give me a give me a confirmation here i was like three confirmations personally because i know that one can be me and my flesh just wanting to like you know i just want to prove that this is it I know one can also sometimes be the enemy where it's like maybe it's a bad investment, but it, it just somehow, I don't know, somehow it just works its way in there and it feels good. I always think, man, if there are three confirmations, that is a total from God. And I tell you, I can't tell you how many times I've had two confirmations and I'm praying and believing for the third and I don't get the third confirmation. Guess what? I don't make the investment. I don't, I don't do it. And I don't know who needed to hear that today, but you are more than welcome to ask God to make it clear. And for me personally, that is three confirmations. But don't let the enemy trick you into believing that you shouldn't be doing the thing that you're doing just because you haven't seen the fruit. The only thing I want to add to this is that God used in a season of mine that I was just crying out to the Lord, like, Lord, if you've called me to do this and you know I know that there's fruit in whatever you call me to do, why am I not seeing it? And he showed me that... The flower, the peony, oftentimes God, and if you've been with me since the Garden of Favor podcast, and you know a lot about flowers, but um, God it continues to give me revelation about flowers and the soil of my heart and all the things, seeds, all that to say, he showed me uh, in using peonies and studying those that oftentimes when they are planted, they don't see any fruit for two to three years after being planted. Now listen, that is a word for one of you, maybe five of you, I don't know. Sometimes we don't see the fruit, but that doesn't mean that God's not doing something underneath the surface. Doesn't mean he's not doing anything in the soil of your heart and your mind and preparing you for the promise. So don't let the enemy's original strategy of did God really say distract you from, discourage you from building the business and using your gifts and talents for your business tree the way that you know deep down you are called to do. The did God really say can be such an easy way out and think, well, I'm supposed to pivot. And then you start doing something else and you realize you just got distracted from the very thing. All right, number six, timing. I do hear this one a lot and some people will say, well, I just don't know that it's the right time. Well, there's always something to that. There's always something to it. Sometimes this is true and it really is not the right time. So recently I brought on a one-on-one -on -one client and we just had decided that it didn't make sense. Now we talked about bumping it out until September, but after we talked through a few things, we realized that we could start in August, but it did need to wait a few weeks. And so sometimes timing really is an issue. Like, you know, if you're going on vacation or you'll be out of the country or, whatever that looks like for you. But sometimes this is a delay of the enemy. And sometimes people will say, I don't know if it's the right time. Here's my question to ask a client when they say that. When do you think will be the right time? Like when will you know? This almost always gives them revelation into understanding why the timing really has nothing to do with it. It's usually something like, I don't feel prepared. I don't feel qualified. I don't know if I'm ready for this. This is a really common one for people who have identity issues and who struggle to know their authority, their power, and who they are in Christ. And listen, many believers wrestle with this. I myself 
wrestle with this. This is what the enemy is after. It's our identity because if we don't know who we are and we don't really know who God is for a good and loving father that he is, we will operate from a place of not being a child of God and not believing that God is a good father. So investing in your self and your goals and your dreams is in fact investing in God's plans for you. And what I always like to think of, especially when I'm working with other kingdom businesses, is that when I invest in another kingdom business, I'm simply stimulating God's economy. I love the thought of that. I don't know, Holy Spirit gave me that a while ago, but it was like stimulating God's economy. Whereas we're putting money into one kingdom business, it stimulates God's economy and then it gets to go somewhere else. And so I think that is such a good representation of multiplication. That's not to say you can't work with people who aren't believers, but I love the concept. I love the idea of stimulating God's economy so that the kingdom of God continues to expand. So number one, money mindset. Number two, too independent. You can do it on your own better. Number three, you've made bad investments in the past. Forgive yourself. Forgive the person who sold you the, the cruddy, the program. You have let yourself down, number four, and you haven't kept a word to yourself. Number five, did God really say, maybe you don't even think it's worth it because you're not even sure that this is the business God's called you to. Where there is no vision, the people will perish. Ask the Lord for fresh vision for the assignment he has on your life. And then last is timing. Sometimes this one's true, but more times than not, it has very little to do with timing. It has a lot more to do with, does the person feel ready? So whether you are a coach, a service provider, some sort of you know business person selling something, I hope this gives you some insight into a deeper level of objections. And if you have really wrestled with investing in yourself, I hope this gives you a deeper insight as to why you might be wrestling beyond the, I don't know, and beyond the, I have money mindset issues, or um, I just don't, I just don't feel like it's the right fit. There's almost always a deeper reason. And I'm going to wrap this up with saying, just because an offer looks good or sounds good, and you want it, that doesn't necessarily mean it's what God's asking you to do. So all of these things combined, I want to wrap it up with pray. And, and if you have peace, then the answer is yes. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is peace, there's freedom, there's liberty. If God is in it, then he's going to make a way for you to pay it off. If God is in it, he's going to make a way for you to be in that program or work with that coach or buy that new software or whatever. So whether you are the person struggling or you've been doing discovery calls or having conversations with potential clients around it, I hope this episode blesses you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your spirit of holiness that lives inside of us. We thank you that through your spirit, we have wisdom. We are able to talk to you. We are able to discern what it is that you want us to invest in. So Lord, I pray for the woman who's been wrestling with knowing is this investment worth it? God, I just pray that you speak to her and confirm through this podcast that, that she is worth it and that without you, she can do nothing. So she needs you to do this, but she can trust that you're calling her to this. God, we thank you for the ability to, pr to produce wealth. We thank you for the ability to have businesses produce wealth and sow it right back into the kingdom. So God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Oh,